Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to episode 82 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Joined in studio, my special guest today is... Uh, Dan Chesky from Dan Southside Marine. Thanks for having me, Doug. Yeah, and... Andy. Andy Bernard. And phoning it in, as always... What? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> and phoning it in, as always... <laughs> Tommy! We'll be right That's back after this exciting announcement. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant How appropriate. This is a wade in the water. Yes, it is. Dan, it's a wade tradition on uh, Car Selling Secrets that we have our guests tell the story of their very first automobile. So what was the first car you owned? My very first automobile was a 1970 Ranchero. Wow. So, uh, yeah, my dad helped me buy it. We went down to this uh, lot down in Minneapolis somewhere. I'm not probably off Lake Street for all I know. Uh, it... It was kind of a rust bucket, but it had a 400 in it, and you know, um, thing would light it up all day long. Whenever you, whenever you push the gas on it, and uh, so that was my first car, and it, 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 it was red and uh, looked like you know a red Torino without the white stripe, like Starsky and Hutch, yeah. but. Um, it was a good car. It got me probably at least the first year. Never crashed it or anything like that. Uh, it just grew out of it and decided I wanted something different. And something with a back seat, probably. Something with a back seat, a <laughs> little bit more style. And so I went up to Freeway Ford, and lo and behold, there it was closeout time. It was the fall. It was a convertible. They he were wanted, having a sale, apparently. He wanted to unload it. He goes, we don't like these on the lot in the winter. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> so what'd you get? I uh, bought a 70... Uh, uh, Cougar. Oh wow! It's Cougar convertible. So, so I and I drove that for a few years. So that I bet was. You wish you still had that. Wish one. I still had that. Although it was a Bondo Queen, uh, had quite a bit of it. Looked good when I bought it. It looked absolutely remarkable when I bought it. But as the you know three or four years went on, it started to show where the Bondo was. Yeah, my first car was a '65 Mustang, and the same thing. You know, back then those muscle cars were about free. Nobody wanted them in the. You know, mid late seventies because of the gas was a dollar a gallon. But yeah. mine looked good until I started driving it over railroad tracks, and the Bondo would crack. <laughs> yep, that's exactly. Yep, around the wheel well, she started sinking. Yep. 
So Dan is the owner of uh, Dan Southside Marine, and we are both fellow boaters. It's funny, I think the last time the three of us got together was for some just a ferocious evening of dock sailing down at King's Cove. It was really funny. We were all going to go out in the boat, and yep. the lightning was supposed to stop at 4, and so we were pushing it, and we just it's still <laughs> thundering. And boating in a thunderstorm isn't a lot of fun. No, it's not. And it, we built a little cabana down there, and I think we just had a, kind of a terrific night. That was actually it a was lot really of fun. a fun night after all. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we drove all the way there, and it was thunderstorming, and, and I mean raining. So we finally get there, and Doug and uh, Sarah are sitting at the bottom at the dock under their little cabana, and we went down there. We're introduced to some of their friends, the other dock mates, and we had a good old time. Yeah, the, a lot of those people just <laughs> never leave that hut. <laughs> Tommy, I think you remember me that day from reading meeting my good friend Angie. Oh yeah, that was a that was a hell of a good time. As <laughs> yes, I. it was. Yeah, she and we so had nice. a lot of fun just sitting there schmoozing, you know, talking to your 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 deck mates, your deck neighbors. There, they're from some from we, out of town. We call them dock mates, not deck mates. You land lover. <laughs> I am a land lover. You're absolutely right. There you go. Nothing wrong with that though. We'll get you into another boat, Tom. Don't worry. You think that? Oh, now. I did. <laughs> well, I already talked to you about that because I want to get I want to get something out on uh, Prior Lake so I can go to Charlie's. Man, That'd there be you great. go. There you go. I definitely love to do that. Uh, yeah, we do miss that taking the boat out. Uh, and of course, when it's twenty below, I don't have to worry about it. Yep. Well, it's all about starting your second generation on it. If I can get uh, Andy and your daughter interested in boating, I'll have it made. Yeah, you live off the Bernard family for the rest yeah. of your days. How is the boat business, by the way? The boat business has been pretty good with COVID. Uh, last year, when the governor sent us home for that 10-day period, uh, I was extremely concerned. I, was, I figured, uh, okay, the finance company's going to come for my house because they're going to take care. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make any of these payments. This is going to really be ugly. And uh, lo and behold, by the end of the 10 days, I could see the volume of calls coming in because I was taking a lot of the stuff from home at that point. And it just, uh, by the time we got back to work on the 11th of April, it was uh, full steam ahead. I, I know some people in the boat business, and the car business was surprisingly good, too. Part of it was because, and I don't know if this affected you guys or not, but the manufacturers shut the plants down. Yep. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of our furniture plants were down, a lot of the cover plants. And so as plants went down, various things couldn't be had. So that made one model surge and one model, you know, a little stagnant because we couldn't get the parts. And um, that continued to grow and come back online over the summer. And uh, by the end of the summer, right now, everybody's just so backlogged. They just can't catch up. You cannot build enough boats fast enough. Um, yep. And uh, same way with outboard motors. Um, it's going to take a couple years for this to cure itself because it's just there's such a backlog out there. Um, and everybody, you know, everybody's out there enjoying themselves on the water. I, I, I can tell you all the launches I ever drove by in the this, this last summer were packed. Well, so. it, as uh, Dan and I both have uh, pretty big cruiser boats. So I keep mine on the uh, Mississippi, and he's up in Stillwater with all the fancy people. And I do have to say that you could tell that there was a uh, fairly large number of first-time boaters on the river this summer. Yes, I, you can I, see that. One day, there's a uh, pontoon, twin 300s on the back, 
uh, blew right through the no wake in Prescott, then stopped because the gal had to go to the bathroom. So she's squatting off the stern ladder well. between the two 300s <laughs> and the guy's backing up. I'm like, oh my God, this, you're going to die. This, you can you, you get your legs chopped off. I mean, it's. Well, he had to wash the deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, hopefully they'll all learn. And I don't, I don't think we had any accidents on the river last year, which is good. Every every once in a while, there's something horrible happens. And yeah, generally speaking, it was pretty pretty good year. Yeah, it's pretty good year. Uh, no high water, and that's uh, that's always something we that we have to deal with on the river. Once in a while, well, some of the lakes have to right deal before with it, the Fourth of July when they get that ten inches of rain that flooded the Kinney and brought all those stumps down the river. Yeah, was... I forgot about that one, but it did not hang on. It it yeah. flowed out and. Uh, dropped yeah I, I can remember driving uh down to the kinney and uh i knew i was in about 45 50 feet of water and here's a tree sticking out yeah. you know it's got about Ooh. 10 feet sticking out of the top so you know the root ball is 40 feet down yeah and how it went north in the rivers beyond me i think the the kinney flowed so hard that it just sort of backflowed and went up the river yeah it, it must have because there the same was thing that took out wheels years ago when the, when the army corps of engineers screwed up the locks and sent that huge wave down the river it backed up the saint croix and wrecked it flushed them all right, we get a lot of gearheads that listen to the show. Uh, tell them about the new uh, outboard that you were just telling me about before the show started. The new Mercury. It's a V12, uh, 600 horses, uh, just under 1,300 pounds, has a, a dual prop similar to what Suzuki came out with a couple years back on their 350. And uh, this is one remarkable piece of machinery. I was just reading a few statistics on it. Uh, before the show, so on a 50-foot formula, if anybody knows what that is, with um, um, I don't, it doesn't say how many of them it had, but you know, it'll put it put that boat on plane in 6.58 seconds. It reached 20 miles an hour in 7.8 seconds, 30.0 miles an hour in 12 uh, seconds, with a top speed of 69 miles an is that hour. With a, with one outboard on it? I think it has to have a couple. You'd think it'd uh, have to have two. It, it, yeah, it's it, a 50-foot boat. Is that's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a lot of weight to move, um, but um, looks like it's got tr uh, quads. Excuse me. It, it, it does have quads, but still, that is an unbelievable setup. So if Andy Bernard wanted to buy a... Uh, 600 horsepower outboard. How much would it set them back, Dan? I think these run about 77k a piece, <laughs> probably plus rigging. So by the time you get her rigged and props on her, she's probably close to 90 to 100 grand. Well, you can convert into a living quarters. There you go. <laughs> that's cheaper than a house, Andy. That's the engine. That's, that's the not engine. The boat. Oh. The, the, the boat's that's over above. That's the, the motor. So, and that's just one of them. No, Jeez. I was. I just got my new Power and Motor Yacht magazine, and I was looking at a forty-two Tierra, which is a nice boat. They they build a really well-built boat, and it had uh, triple four uh, twenty-five Yamahas on it, and one point two million. It's just I don't even know how. Uh, yeah, anybody can afford these uh, bigger boats anymore. It's crazy. Tom, that looked good on prior. <laughs> nice try. We could probably get you down to a one one just because you know somebody. It's only a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're only uh, a Tiger Carver wants to know the engine size of the V12. The V12 is 600 horse. What, does horse. it have the displacement? He's uh, a he's a automotive pull, guy. Yep, pulling it right off the. 
the fresh release is that right CCs? now. CCs? I know that term, but I don't know what it means. That is the It's a V12. Yeah. Um, V12 Verado is what they're calling it. 600 horse. So they're measured either in cc's, cubic centimeters, or cubic inches, and it's how much volume is in the yep. cylinders uh, added all together. Exactly. Uh, Talked about the 450 there. Um, 7.6 liters. Wow, man. So that's 460 cubic inches, 470, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So um, six. Well, so that's what, I, that's what I have cubes. in the Carver twin seven fours, and those are 315 horsepower each. So they get twice as much horsepower out of the same displacement in an outboard. And that's looking at good. the fuel consumption, it is a lot of gas. Yeah, really? Yeah. So um, your RPM range at 69 miles an hour is using 209 gallons an hour. Wow. And uh, oh my God! That leaves that boat at a 214 mile range. Yeah, so three so, gal three and a half gallons a minute. So so six, a sixty-nine miles an hour, and it burns two hundred and nine nine an hour. Yeah. So that's roughly less and, than a third of a mile per gallon. Yes, yes. it's yeah, three it, and a it, half it, per it, minute. It's point three. So. Yeah, it's fuel consumption miles per gallon. It's point three. Point three miles per gallon. She's a drinking, and it's hard to believe you can put that much fuel through anything. I mean, think about a garden hose. Yeah, um, yeah. You just you wonder how they can put that much fuel through any engine. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's a boat. I don't care what. When you start talking about how they're using fuel, how do they put that much fuel through that small of a hole? It's very, very high pressure tubing. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Wow. God, it's amazing. Yep. Uh, it's time to get back out on the river, man. I've been on. It really is. Because last year we sat on the river, but I didn't get on the river well, at all last year. No. That was. Uh, we still had a good day, but it's, uh, it's better on the water. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. What a ball. Oh, we got to take a break, Pally. All right. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with more. Let's burn gasoline as fast as humanly possible with Dan Chesky from Dan Southside Marine. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses. Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real Fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come. Knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need. Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank. You need Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. 
and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Not only do you get the whole show to yourself to do a commercial, we got to play your damn commercials. I like it. Commercial. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. So I have a, a question for you. and You know, I think there's a lot of in common between our two businesses. You know, we're selling things that people like and need and get attached to. And, you know, we don't own our inventory for the most part. We floor plan it. But... One of the differences that I notice between uh, the boat business and the car business, in the car business, we thrive on trade-ins. And in the boat business, for the most part, it, that's really kind of a hard thing to do. I've been, I've been thinking about moving up into an aft cabin just simply because I think it would be cool. But I'm so yep. damn lazy. I don't want to sell my own boat first and then I have to go shop. And it would be cool if you could just go to a boat dealer and say, all right, I get the wholesale and wholesale and retail, retail. I'm a big boy. That's fine. I know it's going to cost me, but for the convenience, uh, let's trade. But it just doesn't work that way. Well, it used to. I'll be, you know, 07 took a lot of wind out of a lot of the dealer sales. I think we'll get back there someday. We'll obviously, everything I sell, I'll be happy to take back in on trade any day of the week. But some of those bigger boats, it, it is. Uh, I, and I'm more specifically talking about big boats. I think it's pretty easy. Rel- it's it's a different deal when you're uh, less expensive stuff, fishing yep. boats. And some pon- Although pontoons, some of them are a lot. Yeah. Don't know. And some of the floor plan companies are starting to even floor some of that big U stuff. So there are a few dealers that'll venture out and uh, you know do that because you know there, there's some money to be made. It's an easy way to turn your inventory faster too, because like you say, it may, if it makes it easy for you to get into a new one, you're more willing to do it. And well, if you and, have to wait for years to sell. And, and you know, you, we got five months in yep. a good year. And I don't want to spend two of it jacking around selling my boat and doing all that sort of stuff. Exactly. But I, I hadn't thought about the floor plan thing. So for those of you that don't know what that is, um, most automotive dealers and probably most big boat dealers don't actually own their inventory. They take out loans on it. And the interest that we pay to the banks that service the loan is, for whatever reason, called floor plan. I, I don't know why. But so there aren't very many lenders that will floor plan used boats, apparently? They're starting to. Um, and it obviously has to have you know, to do with some other caveats in there with age and such and condition. But uh, they're starting to floor plan some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, and the, and the boats are old. It's funny. I, uh, <laughs> boaters love to bitch about stuff, and it's like, God, you know, it was working perfectly when they winterized it. What could possibly have happened? <laughs> Your boat's 28 years old. It just gets old. <laughs> it just gets old. I, yep. I do all my own uh, winterization and maintenance on mine, so there's only one guy to blame when something goes wrong. Yeah. I used to, but I'm just, I get paranoid that I'm going to miss that one thing that will cause a. My dad used Crack to block be the something. same way. You know, he goes, Dan, that is the cheapest insurance you can have. Having the dealer do it or having the marina do it, if they screw it up, it's on their nickel. Yeah, I don't that's know right. why you'd even consider not doing it. And I just always have. I like it. I, it keeps me busy for a Sunday. You can't make one of the 
slaves at the Southside Marina drive out there and do it for you? Uh, no. you. Uh, like I said, uh, no, I I enjoy it. You know, I I like tinkering and putzing, so uh, it gets me something to do. And uh, no, I don't mind it at all. Been I, doing it all my life. I don't mind working on cars. I hate working on inboards because they're just I, I'm it's a lot tighter. Yes, and there's exactly. just no room and. Well, that's that's half the other. That's the other half of the story. That's how come I have the boat I got because it gets easier and easier the bigger you go to get to work on those motors. Ah. Yeah, Dan's got a seventy-five foot. What did you guys pay for that? Two point eight million, <laughs> no, I think no, it was. No, 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 no. not quite that big. <laughs> not quite that much either. Not even close. I'm just teasing. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I. You know, it's interesting because I'm a boat guy. And I, my parents had uh, uh, lived on a lake up and just outside of the Gunflint Trail, and had pontoons up there because it's the right boat for that. And I get the pontoon thing, but I, I can't see myself in one because it's not my boating style. But I'm stunned at how much high-end pontoon boats are, and you can buy uh, for the same dough a 15-year-old, you know, 35-foot Sea Ray for the same money. Mm-hmm. I, I just. And that's just where the market's gone. Uh, what what caused that? I mean, is it, are they first time boaters that are attracted to pontoons, or what it, is the it, deal? It's everything. It's a mix of everything. I think it's just uh, it's the age of the boater. I mean, you got to understand. It's you know the car automotive industry has young kids buying cars, and you know for the la- we have less younger people buying boats. Although we're selling, you know, we're selling boats to everybody, but Andy. our uh, our people or our customer base is older, you know, and so they're moving out of that you know eighteen twenty foot Lund. They're coming down out of a thirty five foot boat because they just can't drive it anymore. They can't seem to park it as good as they could. They want something that handles a little better, a little lighter, so they're going to a pontoon. I just recently had a guy come in the store, and he was shopping for a boat. He just got rid of, I think it was a 50 Hatteras, and he wanted to buy a pontoon. Wow. You know, he's still out there looking and thinking, but, you know, he he's going from that motor yacht down to a pontoon of some sort, and he's going to put it on the river. Well, you know, that buddy of mine that you met on the F-Dock, he was, just, he was I don't know if he'd sold it yet, but he was just about to sell it at a... Uh, 370 Sea Ray, and he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe yeah. getting a pontoon. Yeah. yeah, did he ever do anything? Well, did he ever get his, rid of that one? His girlfriend was the one that was talking to Tom that was fighting cancer, so I think they put the whole recreational boating thing on Tom yeah. on hold for a while where they're fighting near yeah. fatal. And she, I just heard she just had her last uh, course of chemo, I think, just a month ago, and she's doing pretty well. Oh, so. Good, good. Yeah. good to hear. Glad to hear it. Yeah, glad a, to hear. Yeah, you know, I just thought of something during this show. Can I? Do you mind if I mention something here quickly? It's your show. Go ahead. No, it's not. Technically, it's, it's your show. show. Well, yeah, I yeah, just no. you let me use all your stuff and pretend it's my show. Go ahead. <laughs> let me put it this way: If we got Mike Bilski, Michael Bryant, the two of you, um, I got to keep going here because there's no question about it. Steve from Saber. And there are more of them. I just realized while listening to you talk that if I ever piss one of you guys off, I'm going to lose every advertiser I got because you're all friends. <laughs> nah, we're all we're in, we're in sales. We're all backstabbers. We just pretend to be nice people. It, it's, it, it's all good. Tom. <laughs> there you go. I tell Larry, so I was like, God, I better not piss off any of these guys. I'm screwed. Yeah. But that's so cool. I, I I do want to mention this. I think it's so damn cool that you guys all got to know one another. You know, Bilski's one of the great guys. Michael Bryant's a terrific friend. You know, the family attorney and all that. And they just, 
I'm really happy you guys all get along because it's so much fun to go out to dinner and laugh and joke and have a great time. Well, we were talking about this. The first time I met Dan, I think, was at the 500, 500th podcast show at the New Hope Cinema Grill. Oh, and this yeah. guy comes in with like buck teeth, a oh, mullet yeah. wig, I and for- an Obama muscle shirt. I'm like, I gotta meet this guy. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was, that was great. Oh, I forgot that was all fantastic. about that. <laughs> yeah, that was. We my, didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I don't drink, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, which is even more impressive. There's a lot of explaining That's to right. there. <laughs> That's true. Good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> Holy cow! I forgot all about that show. What? What? It just ran through your brain to dress up like that. Uh, well, it was. Uh, it started as a, a costume for a Saint Croix Club party, and I, you know, then Tom's thing came up, and I go, "Oh, I'm gonna wear this," and I came running up, and I can remember seeing uh, Catherine's eyeballs. <laughs> And she was like, who in the f- hell is this? <laughs> he goes with hell. I like yeah. you and I. Hell is this? The funny thing is that Sarah and I did almost the same thing the first year that we joined FDOC. They, it, and we haven't had it because of the COVID. But every year they have a cocktail hors d'oeuvre party. You start at one end of the dock. And, and there's like 30 boats that participate. Nobody oh, yeah. drives home when you're done. But you have hors d'oeuvres and a cocktail. And everybody goes out and makes all this fancy stuff. And I said, you know, we're going to go low. So I got a Ronald Reagan muscle shirt, a bunch of buck teeth, an oh uh, American flag deal. Sarah had high heels on and a mini skirt and American flag dress. And and for uh, hors d'oeuvres, we had Swedish fish and Marlboros. And for our um, cocktail, we served what I called a Confederate submarine. And I bought all these... Um, naked woman shot glasses on eBay, mm-hmm. and I had this bottle in a bag, and I'd pour it, and everybody, you know, they're all 45 to probably early 70s as the age group, and I would, I'd watch them, and they'd drink it, and they'd go, boy, this tastes really familiar. It's pretty good. What is it? And then I'd pull a bottle out of the bag. It was Southern Comfort, and they're like, oh, my God, the last time I drank this, I wrecked my 78 Camaro. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the truth? We had, a, we had a black guy in the dock who's a pharmacist. Um, I, I think he's got out of boating, but he comes by, and he goes, Doug, what are you, what are you serving there? I said, it's Confederate submarine. He goes, God damn it, I can't drink that. I said, I'm sorry, Bill. It's just Southern Comfort in a bag. He says, all right, I can try one of those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, don't bring up Confederate. Probably not a yeah, good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, Andy, i got to tell you something. You know Anderson, who works at the desk downstairs, You're going right? to have to talk really loud because Andy just ducked out of the room for some reason. I don't know if he got a phone call or what the deal is. Oh, he did. Okay, well, yeah, just let me know when he's back. Okay. But it's a very, very sweet thing that happened. They miss him down here. I will tell you that. They always, everybody always asks, where, where's Andy? Where's Andy? Which I think is really cool. It is nice. I think it's wonderful. It is very, very nice. But, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I'm thinking, since you guys got together on this show, now I'm thinking about, you know, um, May's right around the corner. You just got March, April, May, we'll say 90 days, something like that. Uh, people like to get out on the water by Memorial Day, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, yep. isn't it? That's about what time Usually you want to get out mid-May there. mid-May is when you get in. Memorial Day is, you know, if you get one nice day there. The river right. really gets right. swimmable about about the middle of June. Yeah, about the middle, middle of June. The middle of June until the middle of September is the, 
prime river season. But it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, opening fishing you got that the second week in May, and then uh, right then you have Memorial Day, and everybody tries to get to the cabin or get to the boat, get it kind of ready, and then June hits, and it's all good from there. A- Andy has so rejoined a- us. Oh, Andy. Mm-hmm. You know Anderson down at the desk downstairs, right? Uh, you remember Anderson? Oh, at your building? The, it, yeah, the African-American guy. Oh, well, yeah. He's not African-American, actually. He's Haitian. Right. But uh, you remember him, right? I think so. Well, all these people have been asking the same thing, and, and we came in from walking Jude yesterday, and Anderson goes, where's Andy been? I haven't seen Andy yet. Well, I... So he said to say, he said to say hello to you. He I really came likes to that building every day for, like, four months, so... Well, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's such a nice man, honest guy. What a great guy he is. One of the best, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Just a really, really terrific guy. So, I, you know, I just wanted to mention that to you, that, that you are missed by many, many people, including Anderson and Herman and all those guys. Well, I'd like to be down there, but uh, what, we can't all... beautiful weather? You yeah. Know, just down there with all those bugs and snakes and stuff. That's right. You know, it's actually really humid right there. It's like 85. Yeah. And nasty. Terrible. Oh, I can't terrible. justify giving I'm up sorry. the free ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But no, it's always nice to hear when people ask about you. You know, for anybody, it's really nice to hear that, hey, where's Andy? How's he been? Blah, blah, blah. So I just wanted to pass that along to you because they're, uh, uh, did you guys, did you guys hear the reference by you guys? Andy has heard this, but Dan and Doug, did you hear about the, what those two did to me last week? No, no. What, what Herman and Anderson did to me last week? So I'm downstairs and I see Herman is from Peru. And as I said, you're doing Anderson that whole public from, radio thing. I am I'm speaking with Herman Gutierrez. What well, his yes. name is Herman? It's not. I'm not. You. His name is Herman. It's not Hermie. And Anders Anderson. <laughs> there you go. What do you think of that? But anyway, so I'm walking down there, and you know, one of them says, "I look over. What's, what's the matter?" He says, ah, I'm kind of depressed. I said, "What are you depressed about?" And he goes. You know, well, trans people everywhere, I, I just feel sorry for them because they were born in a body they didn't even want. And I said, well, you think I wanted this body? And he goes, yeah, but you you did that to yourself. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. That's a great line right there, baby. You did it to yourself. Yeah. You did that to yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, one thing about uh, uh, South Americans is they tell it like it is. Oh, they do. There's no doubt about that. No question about that. Do you? I did want to ask you guys a question. This is for both, uh, you know, Doug and Dan. Out on the roads, people have become psychotic driving their cars, sure and have. I think part of that was, yeah. I mean, they have, there's no question they have, and I, I, I part of that is the fact that there was not a lot of traffic on the roads at one time, uh, toward the begin the beginning of all this stuff. Did boat did boaters get dangerous too? Like drive like driving is really dangerous right now. Is is boating gone that way as well, just because people are so distracted? I, I think, you know, just to to read it, what Doug said, you know, it was just the new boaters out there that really, you know, kind of were learning the, you know, yeah. the right of the road, so to speak, or the waterways. Well, okay. And, and, and okay. so, you know, just because they were new, uh, I think um, there was a lot of new boaters out yeah. on the water last Bo- year. Boating collisions are pretty rare. And when it, they, the few that happen, right. usually drinking's involved and it's pitch blackout. Driving a boat at night can be really disorienting, especially if you don't know what you're doing. But the more common problems are 
people falling off boats and running into stuff. Oh. And that, that's, that, that can get dangerous. But I don't think we had any fatalities on the river last year. No, I don't think we did. And uh, a lot of your your accidents are really just, you know, coming into the dock too fast and yeah. bouncing oh, yeah, off the yeah. dock. And, mm-hmm. uh, sure. You know, in tight quarters, people trying to, uh, you know, maneuver in and out during, the, like, the 4th of July ceremonies or something like that. And they're trying to maneuver right. and they're cutting dock lines and... Uh, or cut an anchor line, excuse me, and I'm stuff pretty. Like that. I'm I've gotten pretty good land in that boat, but there was one time last year I was by myself, blowing about thirty southwest, and I'm coming into the dock. And when it's really windy, it's a crosswind. You kind of come in a little faster than mm-hmm. you normally would, so it's the boat's moving a little bit farther right. So I give it gas a little bit more gas just as a wind gust came in. I hit the dock so hard, my dock mate came over. He doesn't say, is the boat all right? He goes, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> no, oh, my God. I'm fine. Yep. And it's wood, so it didn't do any damage. But it's like that was my one bad landing of the year, and you always seem to get one. A couple of years back, you know, I was starting to, you know, come into the dock, and I was having a little, you know, normally I can park it dang near with my eyes closed, and, I was starting to bounce off the edges once in a while coming in, and I just, God, I, I must be getting old. I just don't have the touch anymore. Yeah. I can't park this thing anymore like I could. And I seriously could pull it in just about blindfolded. And uh, we pull it out in the fall, or actually mid-season, uh, do an inspection of the hull. And uh, the guy calls me from the, the marina yard manager, calls me, and he goes, Dan, you're missing a rudder. What do you mean I'm missing a rudder? He goes, oh, yeah, it's been gone for a long time. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, only got half the steering, and I'm trying to figure out why I can't park this thing like I used to. Oh, I suck. <laughs> I'm sucking. I, just, I really thought this is, ah, it must be just old age. I guess I just don't have the touch anymore. We had this crazy guy in the Marina. It was kind of a disaster. He drank too much, and his single dad had a 12-year-old daughter, but he taught her. To, he had some, like, old 34-foot century. Taught his 12-year-old to drive it in case he drank too much, and that kid could really dock a boat. But That's the, great. The most spectacular thing this guy did, he put a... Uh, hot tub in the back of his boat on top of the engine oh, God! and he would park it at the uh, Prescott town docks and go to the monkey bar and mm-hmm. pick girls up and it worked it's like dude how hey you want to go in the hot tub on my boat we got a hot tub on the boat <laughs> oh my god I think it'd be so about three inches out of the water you'd think it was going to sink so there, there are characters on the river and mm-hmm. you, know, you enjoy meeting those people and they they all seem to get along I, we had a lot of fun last year we've got I was a surprisingly large number of Trump supporters in my little circle of friends, and they were all excited about the parades and had the flags and stuff, and we'd tease them and stuff. I woke up one morning, and there were three Trump flags on the boat. I'm like, bastards. <laughs> 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 that was pretty funny, though. Yep. So do you think do you think the right, the lefties will put them all in prison, uh, even though you're, they're your buddies? Uh, Trump I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they got to so. go to prison, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't think so. I don't know that any of my friends were trying to, like, hang the, the vice president or overthrow the Capitol. I don't think any of them were quite that fanatic I don't think anybody about, was, to tell yeah, you the truth. I don't know. I'm not buying that for one second. But what, in any case. The point I'm I, making I, uh, is that one of the many like, things yeah. I enjoy about that lifestyle is even with people of different political opinions, the, right. the common thing is the love of 
water and being outside in the river and you just sort of learn to overlook no that doubt. stuff and yep and That's we'd have conversations in the hut all the time when wanted somebody would get a little out of line it's like hit, hit, that, that, that. Oh, we're not oh, talking oh. about that we know where you stand they know where they stand well, let's talk about how <laughs> like crappy sea ray owners are <laughs> oh yeah we hate sea ray people <laughs> Start bitching about C Ray. Yeah, no, but I do. We talked about that earlier on. That I have friends that are that are way left. Well, I shouldn't say way left. Some that lean pretty hard left, left center, lean right, and you know, lean hard right. But the extremists, I don't. I don't have any friends that are extremists. I just don't need it. I don't think I do either. No, no, I don't think you do. Not here. Who the hell needs it? I'd like to be pissed off at the world. Yeah, settle down, relax. Everything's good. So, have we got a uh, a weather forecast for the summer yet? Has anybody looked at that? What's going to be like this summer? Would you believe it? Yeah, no. That far out, it's meaningless. All I know is it'll be better than it is now. That's right. It's going to be warmer than it is today. Pretty much guarantee it. It Yeah, no question. We better take a break, brother. You're not missing Dougie. It's fun. Dougie, would it? Way to keep track, but you're you are having a ball. Well, you know, Dougie I used to keep track, and now minutes. they unplug the clock, and they're like, "Don't worry about the times; just let it flow naturally." That's so fine. Yeah, no. I'm just trying to be cool. So no one's going to complain about more content. We'll take a break, and I'll be right back with more stories of the river. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Dougie, 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 Yeah, it was actually think? your new doc, mate. My old one, Jordan, was the one that one of the guys that stuck the flag in my boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I can't wait to meet him and his family. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. So, Tom, when, when do you come back me. to the great uh, north? What are your plans? Um, well, we're taking the family to Disney World. In a few weeks, and then uh, just about a week or two after that, I'm coming home for the year. Oh, you are? So you'd be, it. what, mid-March, St. Wow. Patrick's Day-ish? Hmm. Nah, about 10 days. Probably around the 27th of March, something like that. Because okay. we're, we're going to be at Disney World the first 
first week in March. So, yeah. It'll be perfect. I'm very excited about it because Sagey now is almost three. So we got an almost five fauna and almost three sage. They're really going to have a great oh, time. Oh, no, they year. will have a blast. Looking forward to it. You know what I'd like to do is I'd like to call Walt Disney and say, you know, you probably owe me about $10 million in the money that I've spent my lifetime at Disney World. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I don't think Walt Disney's going to answer the phone. I think they're going to yeah. say, get in line, probably pal. Not. Get in line, pal. Yeah, it's not cheap. I will no, tell you that. it certainly is not. not. It's not inexpensive, but... No, but right now is probably the right time to go, because I'll yes. bet you the lines are down. And, They're way down, uh, yep, yeah. they are. It's, yep. I'll bet you it's the right time to this go. This is probably the best time to go to Disney World in the past 20, 30 years, because the crowds are probably just so true. much smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom, probably I have a question for you. I, can, I got in an email battle with Pat Eberts, which isn't hard to do. He goes, hey, no, something popped up on my phone. I wanted to share the, that, that awesome commercial you did years ago with Tracy Morgan. And I said, yeah, that wasn't Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah, it was. I have the clip. No, it wasn't. It was a comedian who oh, imitated yeah. Tracy, like Tracy Morgan. Tracy. No, it isn't. That's Tracy Morgan. I said, no, no, Pat, it's... I wouldn't know. I was there. Tracy. I can't... <laughs> but do you remember who the guy was that did the imitation? Oh, uh, God, I... We had I him thought, on at a first bunch I thought it was Dave Coulier, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not who it was. Coulier's a great guy. Yeah, I, I it's really like one of my lot. favorite deals I ever did with the, on when I used to go in on Fridays. He just had me in stitches for an hour. Yeah, but very, it was another guy, guy who does just killer impressions. Tracy Morgan. It's not uh, Caliendo. Oh, you know what? I think it's um, oh God. I'm gonna look up his number right now because I can't. And my it, phone just rang. Him. Guess who it is? Really. Oh. Right Pat in the Eberts? middle of the Pat. show. What a shock. <laughs> He's listening. He's either listening or it's just a damn coincidence. <laughs> Pat, call the talk and text line 561-228-4061. The talk and text line. I like that. So he's gonna he's gonna you got him calling in, do you? I don't know. I, I just if he's listening. I think he's listening. Either that or it's just an odd it, coincidence. No. Really odd coincidence. But it's one of the, no, he few, you know, of all listens. the thousands of spots we've done over the year, I think that I've kept two or three of them, uh, and that was one because we just ad-libbed this spot and came out 60 seconds perfectly. And it was, he was pretending that he had a bunch of gift cards from Walmart because of the big accident and wanted to know what kind of car he could buy. Well, there you go. By the way, I believe it was Craig Gas. Ah, that's I think that's you're it right. Was. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain it was Craig Gas. That's right. Because he does he his impressions. Dan, have you ever heard Craig Gass do impressions? No, I, I guess I've missed that. It's a great story because Craig's mother and father are both um, deaf and mute. So he, you know, he never talked to anybody in his family. He is not. He doesn't have any hearing mm-hmm. impairment, speech impairment, none of it. And he just learned by, you know, listening to what other people did because he, he was trying to basically, I guess, construct the best voice he could for it to talk to his parents. And because he did that, he ended up being, he does brilliant impressions. I mean, his impression of Christopher Walken is incredible. You would not know it's not Christopher Walken. No way. Yeah, his mother, father, and sister are all totally deaf. But he is not. I don't know how that happens. There must be some sort of... uh, Got the lucky gene. Some sort of, yeah, some uh, 
Uh, I wonder if I saw him on TV the other night, just in a commercial or something, and he goes, this is not the voice of Christopher Walken, and it sounds exactly like... Well, I bet it is. I'm going to find the spot here, and we can play it. It's only a minute long. Okay, I'll tell a story while you're doing that. So, Craig Gass walks into a restaurant in in, uh, New York City, and there's um, Richard Belzer is sitting there. Love Richard Belzer, great guy. And he's sitting there with Christopher Walken. And Belzer goes, oh, Craig, Craig, come over here, come over here. And Craig's like, oh, God, Christopher Walken's there. Who knows if he's pissed off or whatever. But um, so <laughs> Richard Belzer's going on and on and on about uh, this guy does the greatest impression of you, Christopher Walken. You aren't going to believe I know you don't like him usually, but you're going to hear this. It's unbelievable, right? right. Uh, that Are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. We're here. Oh, what the hell are you doing? Working on a car? Doug wants to <laughs> plug his laptop in so he can play some audio. Well, I'm glad I was not telling that story to anyone then. That's great. You're news. telling the story to the audience. You guys are unbelievable. You're out just for that. You're out of the mix. Line nine here. Hey, I was handing the corns off. <laughs> yeah, we were busy. Yeah, okay. You ready? We, I start telling I a story so. and you guys ignore me. Kind of you are the worst human here, beings. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. God. Okay, stand Don't by. Talk Let's to see me ever this again. Let's see. Three, two, one. Oh, that's pretty bad. No. That's really good. I that's say not going to work. Not very good. Is there any way you can send it to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll work much better. No. Well, the great thing about that is it's proof there is a God because he just burned you for ignoring me. <laughs> God paid you back. I love to hear it. <laughs> no, that was a great bit, though. Was So you want to hear the rest of the Craig, Christopher Walken story now? Yes. Since you didn't hear it. Fire. Okay. So Craig Gass walks into a restaurant. There's Richard Belzer sitting with Christopher Walken. Belzer calls him over. And he says, hey, Christopher, and I know you don't usually like this, but you got to hear this young man do an impression of you. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. And he goes, okay. <laughs> That's all he goes, just okay. <laughs> okay. So Craig Gass just lights up the place with the best Christopher Walken impression he's ever done. And he stops, and there's about a three-second pause, and Christopher Walken goes, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. How cold is that? Wow. <laughs> well, that's about as enthusiastic as he gets, I think. That's about as enthusiastic as he gets. You're absolutely right. Not Mr. Oh, Energy. Man. Not Mr. Energy. Yeah. All right, Andy, you're going to be working on getting... Uh, so, Doug, I, I, Dan, you probably don't know this, but Doug is really the only host I know that interrupts his own show, oh, which I thought was stop fair. it. I can't send disaster. it to him. Everything's all my life is broken. Up. Oh, hey, get him off on this tangent. Is and, it Tom know, Bernard? Now he's chasing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Bernard podcast at Gmail. You can send it in. There's no question. And the great thing about it is, is it's you know now 1:09 in the afternoon. So you got about six minutes to do it. But but see, this is the ultimate tease, right? Everybody's like, it I is. really <laughs> want to hear this. It's fabulous. We People can't go. Yet. There's no doubt. We it's can't called, go yet. It's called building suspense. We're doing it on purpose. Uh-huh. It's coming your way from a, a Gmail account of mine. Okie dokie. Big you know, like that big buddy sixty six. 
One of the greatest things about this is this does follow right in the footsteps of the KQ Morning Show because the one thing that I always hear from national radio guys is, you know, I listen to your show and it's so incredibly out of sync and, and sloppy. Why does it work? I said, because it's just life. That's why. Because it's fun. Because that's how everybody's life how is. Because you get he's by going, with yeah, whatever. A bad show. <laughs> right. Yes. How is that possible? There it is. I don't know. It all works out. Oh, you got it? I Ooh, good. Sure do. I'll just put this in the drops folder here. Just for the hell of it. All right. Let's see here. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. So, Tracy, I understand you were recently involved in an automobile accident. How was? It hurt. Mm -hmm. It hurt. But I got a stack of Walmart gift cards, and I've been partying like crazy. You know, we will accept those as down payments at Walzer Automotive Group. Safety is a concern, and I assume that it is. Well, I can use these cards for Pampers or Floaties. I can get anything I want at Walmart. So, but yeah, I'd like to use it as a down payment. That'd be perfect. And what, what you got going what would on you right like now? To, what would you like to buy? What kind of cars do you like, Tracy? What would be a good fit for me? What you got? You need something large. You have a large personality, mm-hmm. larger than life, larger than maybe a Fiat 500. I could see you in one of those. The Pope drives one. Is there enough room to film a porno in the back seat? <laughs> I think that's perfect. Go ahead, Tom. Take it out. Uh, Tracy Morgan and Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. That is so fantastic. Yeah, you could see why why uh, Pat. Pat would go, no, no, no. It was him. Oh. No, you're wrong. It was him. It was it was Tracy Morgan. Yeah, you can see why he would think that. Yeah, the voice was definitely spot on. I don't feel like the real that Tracy Morgan would have said those things, but you know. Actually, I think well, Tracy Morgan probably would have. Probably well, would have he's yeah. got yeah, he's got some mental stuff going on. We played that on the uh, morning show a couple of times just for fun, and Paul goes, "Yeah, that was uh, cute, but I don't know if we really want to be talking about porn and movies." <laughs> on that. Well, Fiat Five Hundred. We could talk about Corollas instead if you'd rather, sir. Don't worry about a thing. Everything will be fine. Should we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, man, look at that. You guys, man, you burned through an entire hour. Well, honestly, thanks for having me. It was great. It was fun. I really had a great time. Looking forward to the summer when we can all get together and float down the river and do some swimming and all that kind of cool stuff. So the coldest week of the year, I think it's appropriate to spend an hour talking about boating. So that's it for episode 80s of Walzer Automotive Two. Group. 82. 82. Two. That's what I tried to say. Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Next week, special guest. I met this guy through Walzer. Uh, he's a motivational speaker. Normally, those people just piss me off to no end because I think they're horrible. <laughs> this guy is cooler than hell. He played for the Packers about 20, 20 years ago or so and what he calls the National Football League or more properly called the Not for Long. Mm-hmm. So Eric Bowles will be with us next week. Tune in. It's going to be really, really cool. Not as cool as Dan Chesky, well, but a close runner-up. <laughs> we'll see you next week, I everybody. Like it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>